Tell what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all Well, 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 well Ooh, That sounds like a party about to begin Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza, known internationally Hi, as the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and let's get started. It is show number 342, which puts us precisely... Halfway to 400, Thank yes. you for doing the math. I appreciate it. I got you. Um, we are uh, excited about today because we're going to be uh, checking out something that um, that just has really got my interest peaked, and yours as well, yes. I would imagine. We're yes. going to be t- tasting premium expressions from Jack Daniels. Everybody's familiar with the old number seven. Yes. But we're going to be going up the line a little bit here and tasting some pre- uh, some premium uh, expressions because Lauren Dacey, a brand ambassador for Jack Daniels, is in the studio with us. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in. This is really, a, you, I already took a peek at what we're going to be tasting, and I'm already really excited because some of this stuff looks like it's going to be good. So I, uh, I'm i looking across here. I don't think I've tried any of these expressions. Oh, oh. good. So this I'm is super good. excited to like. Very seldom do we get a show where neither of us has ever tried any of the things we're trying so today uh, at least with the with the spirits could be the case uh we'll be tasting some other uh, beers as well as we normally do on the show from uh, doral florida and the tripping animals brewing company which sounds you know awfully cruel a little but, uh, pink floyd inspired yeah, maybe? perhaps yeah uh we'll be uh, tasting their dark no mames or no mames uh mexican <laughs> no style mames. yeah mexican style dark <laughs> lager well i had to go the the geeky white guy uh, right. first <laughs> no and mames. then i corrected myself with uh yeah dark no mames uh it's a mexican style dark lager and it has since taco bell's not using the um uh, the Chihuahua dog uh, right. anymore. So it has the Chihuahua dog on the on the front of nice. the can. So you'll see that uh, when we get there. From Brooklyn, New York, and Graham Artisanal Ales. Now here's here's a beer name for you. It's their uh, double IPA called Dihedral Synchrohalix Actuation Door. That's easy for you to say. And it has like one of those cars on like the old. Um, uh, uh, DeLoreans that has the the gull wing the type doors. doors. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, apparently, that's called a dihedro synchro helix actuation door. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't know that for a fact. And from right here in Houston, Texas, our hometown, uh, from St. Arnold Brewing Company, we'll be tasting a bottle of their Divine Reserve 17. Ooh, Where did they stop on went, Divine Reserve when they stopped? School. I when think they stopped, they stopped on Divine Reserve 20. 23? Three sounds right. I'm pretty sure 23 is it. Seems like, well, this is their 17. It's a Baltic Porter, and uh, Jill Root from uh, St. Arnold left this bottle behind when they were on. Spoiler alert. Yeah, when they were on our show. (laughs) When they were on our show. Well, I'm I'm just hoping it's still good because sometimes these older bottles. Yeah, Yeah, this has been a few years. So we'll see whether we're enjoying uh, a really fine Divine Porter or a really fine Divine Soy Sauce. (laughs) We'll we'll find out. But generally, (laughs) though, generally, though these divine reserve beers keep really well well those bigger beers really really do mm-hmm. uh, you can store them you can age them a bit yeah. they'll mellow out yeah. i think i think their uh, pumpkinator uh, generally does 
even a little bit better with about a year to two years on it. Yeah, and by the way, pumpkin beers are already on display oh, yeah. in the stores. Like, yeah. seriously, it's it's 105 degrees outside today. Like, we got we got <laughs> fall beers and pumpkin beers. I, but I guess it's just uh, it's just how everything works. Uh, we'll be talking about some uh, cigars that you might want to watch for, and uh, uh, the multiple brands. You may find this interesting. That actually are producing Costco's Kirkland craft beers. Uh, I don't know if you ever have bought any of the craft beers at Costco. I have never, but I'm I have old. had I've had the Costco um, Scotch, uh, and, well, and was, single malt whiskey. And how was that? Uh, questionable. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say I'm always curious about their craft beer, but always a little afraid. The, their lower end, their lower ends were quite not good, and then their uh, their more aged expressions were questionable, well, but, you know, drinkable. You may remember Walmart did this with craft uh, no, beer. We never could and, find and, it. And then it was gone. Like, yeah. apparently it was a failed experiment <laughs> that they yanked off the shelves No one goes quickly. to Walmart for, for, like, a great beer selection. Plus, I think some of the beers were, like, 3.5% and stuff. Like, they weren't... It's like they weren't it was even all trying. Oklahoma beers. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they weren't even trying, so... Uh, oh, and we'll also uh, be bringing you, of course, as we do every week now in this program, because it has become, you know, unexplainably popular. Our segment called Drinking News, where we bring you a story from the news that's probably best enjoyed if you've been drinking. By then, we will have. Oh, yeah. So, our uh, Drinking News teaser headline for today is... You broke in to where? And so we'll get to that uh, coming up on the program right now. Plus, uh, we are going to be tasting, as I mentioned, all these Jack Daniels expressions. I'm really excited about that. And as if all of that weren't enough, I brought us a mystery beverage today. The mystery beverage. I've already there needs to be a, a mystery beverage jingle, I think. I, I, maybe like you can just come a up short with ditty of yeah. some sort. Maybe it could be something like the old Scooby Doo theme, like the mystery machine, <laughs> only the mystery beverage. We were talking about Scooby Doo just before the show started. I'm going to have to get a wah pedal for my uh, yeah. ukulele. There you go. That would be awesome. <laughs> so I poured everybody a uh, small cup of this uh, mystery it's, beverage. It's red. It's very, very reddish. Red. It's ruddy, yeah. if you will. Look at this. It's almost. Purple. And sometimes the mystery beverage like is a cranberry. Beer. Sometimes it's not a beer. In this case, it uh, smells like a beer. Yes, yeah, looks looks a little like a beer. Mm-hmm. Smells beerish. Give it a taste. Doesn't taste beerish. No. Mm. Is it cranberry? Because it tastes. I, I I think you're close, but not it's right on it. Is it a cider? Almost. It's um. Is it like a? Uh, 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 it's some kind of mead-ish thing because there's a tell honey you, aftertaste. Tell Is me it, what you think of it first. Do you like it? Uh, this tastes a, a bit like one of the Meridian Hive uh, meads that I've had before. Mm-hmm. It comes in a can. Yeah, and they're actually pretty drinkable. This mm-hmm. is this is not turning me off. Yeah, I, I wasn't I, sure at first. I like the berry taste for sure. What, you, what do you got there? You are drinking a Skull and Potion Black Cherry Mead. Ooh. Now, see, I brought a Black Cherry Mead in, and you didn't even want to get close to it. I know, but that's because you're <laughs> the guy that brought that mead that smelled like it died. It was pretty awful smelling. Yeah, yeah it was really terrible. <laughs> I, I couldn't. It was one of those things. Can I that, see that can? It was one of those things that once I got the nose on it, I couldn't bring myself to actually sip it. But Who this this it? I actually like. Do you it's a light the, nose. Do you remember the brand of that mead that I brought in? It was it was actually made. Yes, it was Southern Star. Well, no, the brand wasn't Southern Star. It was made by Southern Star for this company. Oh, gotcha. But it was. I mean, this thing was pretty odd. Like you cracked the can, and everyone was like. Oh, and what's crazy oh, is I've pungent. never had anything from Southern Star that wasn't good. I know. Until this. 
But that's not the case. This is Skull Are and Are you potion. sure? Because this is, by the way, mm-hmm. brewed and packaged by Southern Star Brewing Company. Is it really? See, I didn't I So didn't this see looked that. familiar. I'm wondering if this is what that other one was supposed to taste like. You mean you're thinking maybe we got a bad one? I'm thinking maybe there was a bad batch, but I'm pretty sure that this is what I brought in. This is very drinkable. This is very drinkable. This is what Pleasant. I kind of expected when I bought mm-hmm. this. Yes. So I will have to go back and research that and and and, and do an addendum on that well, next week. My wife brought this home in one of those little sampler packs she does for me uh, sometimes when she goes to the grocery store, and that's where it came from. And I was like, oh, this would I'm be gonna, a good, I'm gonna search good that mystery episode. beverage for the show. I'm going to search that episode and figure out if this is what I brought. My God, that was so awful. It was like it was, you wouldn't even try it. It was, and I tried Malort, right? <laughs> More than once. I tried Malort, and I tried your premium Malort or oh, whatever yeah, that the was. Oh yeah, yeah, the barrel aged. Yeah, the barrel aged. That actually says. <laughs> Bam on it, barrel aged malort, and and I those have some of that. By those the way. were horrible for parties. Those were horrible, but that mead was worse. Like I couldn't even bring myself to sip it. Uh, no, you, I swear this is the exact same mead. Okay, but very interesting. This is not like turned quite south, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak, this That's, is actually good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, this is like when I, I saw that, I was like, man, I'm going to try that. And then All right, it was, so uh, here's why this makes me happy because I love Southern Star, yes. and I just couldn't believe. That they would make a product that oh, bad. I mean, they, they, uh, something happened. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. A rat fell into the malt or something. Clearly. I don't know what's going on. Honey or something. I don't know. Clearly. That's a terrible thing to say. No, Southern Star is better than that. But, I mean, something had to foul that one because I'm almost positive it was the same thing. And I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, uh, we'll enjoy sipping this while I ask you, of course, about uh, your week and uh, if you had the opportunity to smoke anything interesting. Uh, so I did. I actually went by uh, Casa de Monte Cristo this morning. And picked up a cigar, uh, a brand new cigar that came out just recently, um, that I haven't had uh, uh, anything from Macanudo in a while. Mm. This was the uh, Vintage Maduro 2013. Oh, interesting. Now, um, uh, you know, Macanudo was one of the first, you know, brands of cigars that I right. smoked when I first started uh, with cigars. And not too terribly long ago, and well, maybe a year or so ago, I remember I reviewed the Macanudo Inspirado, yes, and it was yes. quite good. Mm-hmm. Like I'd sort of left them behind because they were a lot lighter than what I was usually looking for. But the Inspirado was really good, well, so I'll be curious. I think, I think Macanudo suffers a little bit from like being so ubiquitous that people, like when you start trying different cigars, you kind of start overlooking them mm-hmm. and forget that they just make great cigars. Right, you know? right. So this was the Vintage Maduro. just came out. Uh, this was the Robusto size, a 5x50 um, with a Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper. A Honduran Alancho, I, maybe that's how you say it, uh, San <laughs> Augustine binder. Uh, the filler is uh, a bunch of stuff. It's uh, Brazilian Matafina, Nicaraguan Jalapa, Piloto, uh, uh, Cuban Seco, Piloto, Cuban Lajero. It's a lot of good uh, tobacco. It's a lot of, yeah, yeah, all the ones, all, all things mm-hmm. that I love. The uh, the appearance on this Macanudo band, a beautiful red and gold band on it. Um, vintage Maduro band underneath that, uh, and a 2013 footer at the bottom over mm-hmm. a cedar sleeve. So almost this entire cigar was covered by bands and bands. Um, when you pull the bands off, the rich, dark espresso wrapper, like what they almost call like the Oscuro, they're like almost black. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it beautiful, beautiful in color, uh, rustic, veiny, oily, medium firmness with some soft spots, which is a little disconcerting sometimes because you think when you get those soft spots, you think, man, it might You're afraid it's going to be a burn, bomb. burn a little uneven. Yep. This. Let me just go on about it. Uh, the prelate sniff on this earthy uh, and sweet coffee with chocolate and raisin. 
Uh, keep that raisin in mind because uh, the, the fruity side of this just keeps coming back. Uh, Pre-light draw on this. I used a punch, effortless draw, rich, dark fruit, tangy pepper is what I got uh, um, uh, through the draw. Well, the, initial, the initial light on this, uh, big blast of fruit, bitter chocolate, and sweet coffee followed by tangy pepper, retrohale is peppery and woody. Massive plumes of dense smoke delivering rich fruit. And sweet dark coffee, sweet creamy pepper and cedar round out the profile. Retro hail is sweet pepper and wood solid ash, perfect burn. I will tell you right now that this comes in right at a medium, um, solid medium. Okay, uh, and, cool. and if you're uh, if you're into these flavors, uh, and you're into lighter cigars, do not be afraid of this one. The sweetness is is Makes so much balanced. Yeah. The uh, the pepper and the strength of it is so good, right? Um, the second third of this, uh, beautiful richer, sweet dark coffee followed by chocolate and a touch of cinnamon on the lips. Wood and pepper keeps the palate anchored. Uh, Retro hails sweet pepper and wood, solid ash, perfect burn. The last third, cedar ramps up, pepper moves forward, and sweet coffee follows. A touch of sweet bread and toast kind of appears here. Uh, and a retro hail, sweet pepper and wood, solid ash, perfect burn. This cigar nice. cost me eleven dollars and ninety nine cents, which so is not too a little, cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. I give it a six. It was nice, fantastic. Well, that is that I is so interesting it. and great. I love that. I enjoyed it so much. And for those of you who don't know the uh, uh, price to quality scale, if you get a five, it's one to ten. You get a five, you get exactly what you pay for. If you get anything uh, over five, you're punching above your price limit. And at twelve dollars, that makes it punching in the super premium category pretty quick. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you about what I uh, smoked this week when we uh, come back in our next segment. Plus, we'll uh, very soon begin tasting some of these expressions from Jack Daniels. I'm excited about this. As we uh, make our way to the break, Ian. You have any of the uh, mead left in your cup? I do, just a little bit. So take a little sip of it, mm -hmm. and then go back to your show beer, the St. Arnold Oktoberfest, mm -hmm. which we're not reviewing today, but Ian brought some in just so we could uh, have something to drink. Oh, it Th turns it into a little malt bomb, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it certainly does. I thought you'd find that interesting. I love that. Very fun. Uh, so for those of you uh, looking for an interesting combo, there's one for you. We'll hopefully have more of those as the program continues. It's smoking and Justin. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we will be right back with Lauren Dacey. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our show all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And uh, hello to all of our broadcast partners out there. We are so glad you guys have joined us on the, wait, I've been waiting to say this. Are you ready? The Smoking and Toasting Radio Network. Oh, that's amazing. Doesn't that sound cool? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just geeked out really big time. Uh, so anyway, welcome to the show. We are glad to have you, and uh, thank you for checking us out. I hope your uh, weekend is going great. Um, Ian, you you uh, smoked a Macanudo, uh, one of the best-known brands of cigars. Mm -hmm. I smoked maybe one of the lesser-known brands uh, of cigars. It's one that's been around for a while, and it's the Yspert which is spelled like Gispert, G-I-S-P-E-R-T, but I think it's pronounced Ispert. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, began, it began as a Cuban brand that sort of ran its course and wound up representing uh, uh, primarily machine-made uh, cigars until, uh, or rather, after the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Altadas USA owns the non-Cuban rights to the Ispert brand, and they manufacture these cigars that are totally handmade in Honduras. Uh, that's the cigar that we're talking about today, specifically the Bellicoso. Now, I've reviewed one of these on the show before, but it was the Esprit Intenso, which was 
blended by A.J. Fernandez. Mm -hmm. It was a very big, remember, full yeah. cigar. This is the regular Esprit, a regular line of theirs. They use a rich, golden Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper, Honduran and Nicaraguan-grown long filler tobaccos, and a Honduran binder. Uh, the Bellicosa was light brown colored. It looks like a lighter cigar, in, in, you know, just in its appearance. Uh, smoothly rolled and had a nice pointy torpedo tip in addition to lots of band. Uh, it was another one of those that you could barely see the tobacco until you started taking the bands <laughs> right. off, right? Uh, anyway, I clipped off that pointy tip and checked out the cigar. Uh, one of my cigar pet peeves happened right away. Uh, some of the glue from the really long band that covered most of the cigar uh, stuck to the wrapper, and when I pulled the Tore band away, it, a it leaves a little tear there, left a hole in the wrapper. Uh, so I thought, well, we'll see if the spare smokes past that without any problems mm -hmm. or not. Sometimes it works out yeah, just sometimes fine. Sometimes it'll be fine. Sometimes yeah. it's... Yeah, not so good. Pre-light was nutty and toasty with a little bit of sweetness that reminded me of banana bread. Um, the cold draw made me think barnyard, hay, and fermented tea leaf. I lit the yspert, and the first discernible aroma was toast. Uh, the first few puffs of this one gave me the exact opposite of the Nicaraguan pepper blast. <laughs> it was just buttery toast and a light caramel note. It was actually very pleasant. It sounds really good. I'm so yeah. used to because I normally... Uh, probably more often than not, I'm smoking a Nicaraguan cigar, and I'm used to that blast, but didn't get it with this at all. The uh, the second third added some creaminess to the mix, and at the same time, time, a little hint of white pepper began to creep in that would stay with me through the rest of the cigar. So it got smoother and a little bolder all at mm -hmm. the same time. Uh, toast and tea leaf on the retro hail. By the final third, strength had ramped up from decidedly mild where it started to more of a medium-bodied smoke in the way that some Connecticut wrapper cigars mm -hmm. will do. Uh, I picked up a hint of that banana bread that I mentioned from the pre-light sniff in the mix and a woody vibe on the finish. I'll go with oak, but it was, it was subtle, though. Uh, construction was good. The initial burn looked at first like it was going to be a little crooked, but it straightened itself out and the ash held on for over two inches, as you'll see right here if you're watching on video. And by the way, uh, uh, it burned all the way past the wrapper tear. No issues at all. No so, problems. Huh? Yep. Uh, overall, the Esprit Bellicoso was a really enjoyable, milder cigar. Even though the pepper kicked it up a little bit by the final third, I'd still classify it as mild overall. Think of it as a mild cigar that will leave a little tingle on your tongue the way stronger cigars do, and that's about the best description I can give you. Maybe this is a good milder cigar for those who like mediums or fulls but want to change it up and do something right, right. milder every once in a while. It's about a $6 cigar, although I did find one website, CigarStoreHouse.com. Where a box of 25 is priced at $52, and they show as in stock. That would make the Espirit Bellicoso just over 2 bucks a stick. So price to quality, I'd say a decent 5 at the $6 price. If the $2 at CigarStoreHouse.com is not a typo, maybe they're clearing out inventory, I don't know. It's probably the best under three cigar, under $3 cigar I've ever smoked. Nice. And I'm tempted to buy a box later today. So at a $2-ish price point, price to quality, 7 Nice. So 5 or 7 take your pick, depending on how much you spend. <laughs> but uh, there you go. But still worth the Check price. Check it out. But definitely worth checking out. We'll uh, take a break, and we'll be right back, because it's Jack Daniels' time on Smoking and Toast. Welcome back. 
Biscuit is smoking and toasting. Show number 342. Cigars, spirits, craft beer, and we'll be getting to uh, some of those spirits in just a moment with our special guest, Lauren Dacey from Jack Daniels. Uh, before we do, though, I just wanted to, uh, uh, to see if I could debunk a little something that's been apparently getting a lot of attention on TikTok. Something uh, that's been bunked? Well, uh, yeah, right. It's been bunked. We'll try to debunk it. Uh, <laughs> Noted. Uh, no, the idea is, and apparently there's all these TikTok videos on it because who knew? Uh, that using a Brita water filter and pouring cheap liquor into yeah. it, right? Like, oh. like bottom shelf liquor. Yeah. yeah. That it actually improves the taste and the quality of the liquor. Or does it and, just take out flavor? Uh, well, in fact, the, that seems to be the case. And uh, an author named Allison Arnold published uh, something on delish.com, which I have to tell you, I almost didn't share because I'm afraid that's a Rachel Ray re website, and I just can't stand <laughs> Rachel Ray. But uh, <laughs> but be that as it may. What's wrong with Rachel Ray? Oh my God! <laughs> Have you ever listened to her speak? I don't know. I don't know if there's a person on TV I would rather I would rather just shake by the shoulders and try to knock some common sense into them more than her. I don't know. There's just something about her. I uh, still love you, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think it was uh, uh, who. Who's the uh, the guy that passed away that did all the travel chef uh, shows? Uh, Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. Anthony yeah, Bourdain. Man. Yeah, uh, I I remember seeing him once. Uh, he said, "You know, there's all kinds of of falsehoods in the uh, in the restaurant business. There's this. There's that. There's that. Rachel Ray's an actual chef. There's <laughs> so uh, I'm not alone in my uh, <laughs> anyway. Sorry to have taken that detour. TikTok." Has all these hacks and different things, and this one's gone apparently viral about pouring cheap uh, liquor, vodka or uh, tequila in this particular case of this article, into the Brita to see if it improves it. And basically, the vodka tastes like water, and the tequila tastes watered down. I've just summed up the article for you, uh, just with that. Save us some time. With, then. And save you some time. Four hundred and eighty words if in you, two seconds. If you want to go, <laughs> if you want to go read it, it's at delish.com, and it's actually a very good article, even if that is Rachel Ray's let website. Me, let me ask you a question. It, yes. I mean, it, what would make you think of? Oh, I have this crappy here. I'll run it through a Brita filter, which will a not make my water taste good when I use it next, and two. Why would you have that crappy? Oh, you know I have a bunch of crappy liquor at my house. You do. Well, we I actually, show. See, I actually thought about asking you to bring some of that in and bringing in a Brita and doing the test ourselves. We may have to do that. There's one in the kitchen. It. Use the kitchen Brita. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, everyone yeah. Love that. oh, yeah. The staff here will thank me yeah. for that one. Uh, no, but the, the reality is that uh, uh, you do have a lot of leftover really bad Bottom shelf bourbons. Bottom don't shelf you? bourbons, yes. Yeah, yeah. We did a whole show. Twelve uh, of them. Uh, was oh a bottom 12, shelf bourbon blind taste test. Twelve, twelve bottles that were uh, uh, that were seven fifties minimum. Yeah. Um, and but they, they couldn't be more than what? Less than fifteen dollars, and they had to be actual bourbon. Like they couldn't be grain neutral with flavor added. Right. And what? And it cost me like hundred and thirty dollars for this whole. Oh my gosh! <laughs> for the Just whole trying to hurt show. yourselves. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the most painful part was he had to take all these. 
slightly used bottles of cheap <laughs> bourbon home. Although there were there were a couple actually that were there, good. there were a few shining through that were surprising. Yeah, there were a few shining through. But uh, anyway, let's talk about some better stuff, shall we? Lauren Dacey is here. She is a brand ambassador for Jack Daniels. Uh, my first question, Lauren, is how did you get that job? And I'm so jealous. Uh, did your did your high school counselor let you know that this was a thing? Unfortunately, not. No, I yeah, well. did go to art school. First, okay, so well that's that, that I can see that as helping. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I watched a very interesting uh, series. I think it's on the History Channel. Uh, the food that made America. I love and, that. And there's a whole episode about Jack Daniels and how the distillery started and how they made it through Prohibition and all that kind of stuff. Fascinating stuff. And 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 yet, um, a lot of people don't know too much about Jack Daniels beyond the standard Jack Daniels or maybe Gentleman Jack. We're sure. gonna we're gonna step beyond that a little bit today. But again, I interrupted you. How did you get started as a brand ambassador? I was very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. I. Um... After college, stayed in Chicago for many years, bartended for a long time, moved back to Texas, get close to family again, and worked for a distributor for a while, and then this position opened up and went for it and landed it. That's so very cool. Very That's grateful very cool. for it. It's definitely the best job I've ever had. What life. do they tell you are the job qualifications? Ooh. What are they looking for in a brand ambassador? you got to be able to talk to people, mm -hmm. which we're doing right Makes now. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, bartending background certainly helps. A little bit of sales right. background certainly helps, but most of what I do and what our brand ambassadors do is brand education right. um, and advocacy. Yeah. So it's really being a champion of the brand and, and sharing the good news of Jack Daniels all over. And I would guess that as popular and as ubiquitous as your core brand is, that's not the stuff you really have to educate people on, is it? It's the other things they may not know about the brand and your other expressions, correct? Sure. It's interesting, though. A lot of people have quite a few misconceptions about old number seven. So yeah. I do do a lot of education around that particular uh, line of our product. And it's a really amazing premium product. And and I'm, I'm going to ask a question. I honestly don't know the answer to this. Is Jack Daniels old number seven, is that the number one selling whiskey in the United States? In the world. In the world. That's what I wow. thought. Uh, I, I didn't know that for sure, though. That's, uh, that's a pretty amazing thing. And certainly uh, gives you, you know, a lot of clout in the spirits industry to be able to say, hey, listen, we've got these other things, too, that you might want to check out as well. And that's what you brought for us today, mm -hmm. which I'm really excited about because I don't think either Ian or, Ian or I have tried any of these expressions. No, I've had, uh, I've had Jack Daniels uh, rye. I've had the Gentleman Jack. I've mm -hmm. had... I like the rye. Is there a single rye. barrel one above that? There's uh, those are the ones I think I've had. Yeah, I like the rye a lot. That's <clears throat> that's probably my favorite mm -hmm. Jack Daniels expression that I've had. But I haven't had any of these. So. Yeah, we'll get to uh, so. our newest rye in a little bit, which oh, will cool. be exciting. Cool. I'm excited about that. I, really I, like, I like the rye. Well, I like the spicy. You have already poured one for us here. What is this first one that you poured? So this is a newer release from the distillery. This was released last year, and part of uh, what we can do because our distillery is so large, we can kind of experiment. And that's what this bonded series line is all about. Um, experimenting and stepping forward more into the craft space before we're hitting that single barrel tier. This is something right in the middle that you can cocktail with. And what we're tasting in our glass right now is the Jack Daniels bonded Tennessee whiskey. Bonded Tennessee whiskey. And by the way, I have to say, these are the cutest Glen Karens I've ever seen. Either that babies. or my hands are huge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever do that when you're on an airplane with those little bottles? Right. I am the amazing colossal man. <laughs> um, These are regular sized bottles. This is delicious. This is uh, uh, you mentioned it's great for mixing, but this on its own is fantastic. It's sweet. It's got it's got this great um, like charcoal like bite on the back end of it that mm -hmm. that much like when you drink a beer and you have that little hop snap on the end, mm -hmm. it kind of cleans up the palate. 
this has that little charcoal uh, layering in that's really you're nice. You're absolutely right. That's exactly yeah. what it is, and it's it's very pleasant. Yes. It just just gives you that little. Mm. Yeah, I just a little, had little me some, something, something, some and it's it's sweet up front. Um, I'm getting a, a like almost a candy sweetness. Not like not like hard candy sweetness, but like a, like a. Um, I don't know what it's. It's kind of a sugary kind of. Well, that's always there's almost a honey kind of note to it. There's, that's always been one of the defining characteristics of your core brand is that it has a certain sweetness to it that you don't find in a lot of other of your sort of competitor core core right. line uh, uh, whiskeys. This but, does taste like Jack Dan. I mean, it has a certain Jack Daniels flavor to it. That you can, right. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. just a definite, you know, oh, yeah, this is Jack Daniels in there. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's more woody, too. Yeah. Though. It's, yes, it's, exactly. It has it's, more subtlety to it, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is the exact same mash bill as old number seven, but it's a okay. bonded whiskey. Yeah. So we're aging it a little bit longer. It's getting more of that wood oak, that tannin, so, a little bit more of that dryness on the sides of your tongue, but it's still holds that slight sweetness that For anyone Jack has. doesn't understand bonded, uh, it means what? Bonded, the Bottled and Bond Act, it's crazy history. It was passed in 1897. It's mm-hmm. the first Consumer Protection Act in the United States, it existed. And it was for whiskey. And it was for whiskey before <laughs> the FDA. Who cares what you were eating? Yeah. Who cared about what you were drinking? Right. Let's make sure Sorry, this stuff H. J. is Sorry, H.J. Hines. Right. <laughs> These pasties may be a few days old, but this whiskey is yeah. right on. Exactly. <laughs> so it's basically a Consumer Protection Act. It's a set of regulations set by the U.S. government. But what it means is that the whiskey in this bottle is made from a single distillery in a single distilling season. It's aged a minimum of four years. It's bottled at 100 proof. And when it's aged, it has to be aged in a government-bonded warehouse. And so that's a lot of regulation or, yeah. or, or oversight, I guess, is maybe a better word. Exactly. Uh, and and why why did that happen in the, in the first place? Was uh, there concern over people kind of like counterfeiting counter, uh, whiskey? Yeah, oh, yeah. Whiskey. Yeah. All kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff was going on. ye old bottle. Yeah. Well, not even <laughs> bottles at that time. Whiskey was sold by the barrel, and it uh. would be sold to your pharmacist. And what they found out was happening was that barrel would get about half full, and then magically it would get mm. full again. Uh, I, gotcha. I mean, tobacco spit, tea, water, whatever they could do to refill that barrel. So, so, so bottled and bond was designed for the government to be basically be able to, to regulate to help, it and keep that from happening. Yes, to help exactly. keep the tobacco spit levels down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. Now that's voluntary. Just yeah. the barrel where we empty our spittoons. Yeah, exactly. Just like today. Just like today. <laughs> way back then, our politicians had their priorities. That's right. That's, good to know. that's right. That's very good to know. Well, this is delicious, and it really is a it is uh, wonderful. Uh, it, it really is. so the difference again so just I, between this and your. Regular old number seven there's a, is. There's also a little. I just want to talk about the flavor. There's. A, I'm, I'm kind of parsing out. There's like a little <laughs> green apple mm-hmm. and a saltiness mm-hmm. to it. A slight saltiness. I was going to say a salted it. caramel. Okay, I, I was going to yeah. But it's it's really really interesting. Mm-hmm. So the difference between you said it's the same mash bill as old number seven, but what is the difference again that they do to this to bring to bring it to? bottled and bond standards so we're keeping track of these barrels and when they were filled making mm-hmm. sure that all the whiskey that's going into this bottle was from one distilling season which is either the first six months or the last six months of the year so okay pretty okay. standard and these barrels also in our rick houses are coming from kind of those middle to top floors so it's mm-hmm. getting a little bit more heat exposure a little bit more intensity from the barrel okay um, and of course bottling it at 100 proof Instead of eighty proof. Instead of eighty. So, well, I, I have to say, I think it uh, it definitely takes it a step forward in in you know subtlety and in flavor, and it just I really like 
you've got still got some of that same charcoal finish as uh, the regular Jack Daniels, but it's got it's just got a little more subtlety to it, and I think it's a, a wonderful. It's step. less bitter than than the old number mm-hmm. seven. The old mm-hmm. number seven has a definite bitter snap, which I think is one of the things that well, lends the, it to a lot of cocktails. Well, the mm-hmm. extra aging I think mellows it yeah. a little bit, and and that's probably where a lot of that comes from. So. What is a bottle of this going to run? Right around uh, thirty thirty five dollars wow. for a one liter. So very reasonable. Not, for a one liter, even. Yeah, okay, not so much over up, premium. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so stepping up a little bit into the thirty dollar range, and you're I getting like a it. vast and um, a vast jump in the uh, in the overall complexity of it. I agree. I agree. I definitely good stuff. Um, we're also going to be trying a beer in this segment, and I passed it over to Ian, and it's you can see Dark little, No Mames. Dark No Mames, and you can see the no uh, uh, the uh, <laughs> Chihuahua dog on the, uh, the Chihuahua with the. <laughs> With the eyes. Yeah, yeah, you gotta love it. Uh, He's having a good time. The look he's given. Yo quiero cerveza. Love it. Yeah, so so this is a dark Mexican lager. For those of you who, who well, I thought Mexican lager was like lighter and, and golder. Think of like Negro Modelo, for example. Right, is right. an example of a dark Mexican so, lager. So, uh, brewed and bottled by Tripping Animals uh, Brewing Company, uh, uh, something, something, something Avenue, Doro, Florida. Doral, Doro. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to Doral, say Doral, I believe. Doral. Uh, yeah. And and, um, and if you're a good old... So canned uh, in uh, 6, 11, 23, so this is not too far out. Mm-hmm. The first thing I, I say is something I don't, don't know if I've ever said with a Mexican lager before, and that's that it's kind of a chocolate bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chocolate, a little coffee, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely a little bit of coffee. I don't think I've ever Which had... Which, again, you, you expect with, like... A porter or a stout or, or something of that nature, but this is well. It's Mexican style dark lager, so I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some some different flavors in there coming in at six percent too. So it's six uh, percent. Yeah. So most yeah most of your standard uh, paler uh, Mexican lagers are going to be around five percent, maybe even a little less. So. I have to be honest. If I um, if I took a sip of this and you didn't tell me what style it is, I would think it was a much thinner porter. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I would never know that it's a dark Mexican lager. It's the interesting. It's really nice. Chocolate and coffee notes are very porter. Really, yeah, it's yeah. really nice. Mm-hmm. It's like having all those uh, those bigger notes without the uh, the uh, the bigger mouthfeel. It's more of a refreshing mouthfeel. I would say I like this better than a Negro Modelo, which sometimes mm-hmm. is what I will order if the uh, menu choices are a little bit limited. But they yeah, have a Negro yeah, Modelo. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll work. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, which by the way, I just want, let me soapbox for just a second. I want to encourage you guys who love great beer, to continue this crusade that I'm on. Take up my mantle and run with it. When you're at a restaurant and they don't have, maybe it's even an expensive restaurant. Sometimes it is for me. And they just have gone the lazy way out with their beer list. (laughs) Always make sure you complain. Don't be a jerk about it, but say, hey, I just want you to know, I would come here more often if you would improve the beer list. I would love to have you a know? choice that isn't straight off the AB InBev list. Exactly. That's my point. And, and uh, here in Houston, we find that it's basically, you'll find the usual macro brews, a couple of the Carbach uh, 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 craft type beers, and then they feel like they've covered their bases. Especially in the nicer restaurants around the area you live, because if they don't have a craft brew that is literally walking distance, right? You, the guys could walk two a of case them of over it over. Three for of you. them, if you yeah. want to, if you want to take a bicycle, exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. Know? Yeah. And which, by the way, I was four over, of them. I forgot about Frost Town right over there. Too. That's right. By the way, I was over at Equal Parts uh, so uh, this last week. Lager beer. Did what, you get that what, slow pour lager beer? Yes, and oh, it's wonderful. It's amazing. It's yes. wonderful. So we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Plus, we have more Jack Daniels expressions to try. Uh, drinking news is still on the way, and the uh, World Beer Cup winners have been announced. So we'll try to get to that news for you coming up. Smoking and Toasting. Our program is craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And speaking of fine I spirits, love those uh, we are uh, trying out some interesting Jack Daniels expressions today. Uh, Lauren Dacey, our uh, brand ambassador from Jack Daniels, is with us. Lauren, what uh, what is your territory? What areas do you cover? Just Texas. Just so Texas. Okay. I live in Austin. Most of what I do is there, but do come down to Houston and up to Dallas as cool. much as I can. We appreciate having you here. I assume Jack Jack Daniels is, is going to be found everywhere. So right. your your job is going everywhere like every bar is going <laughs> to have it so, but uh, do you uh, have an issue getting some of the uh, uh some of the next level jack daniels getting in a bar or is that that mainly what you're doing a lot here and there you know you've got to find the right place where it's going to work right i want to stick them with something that's going right. to collect dust right right, right so right. Sure. it's about finding the right play and and making sure this is something that their guests are going to be excited about they're excited to serve do you find that because your core brand is so ubiquitous i mean everybody knows about jack daniels do you find that in some of the let's say more um you know more expanded whiskey bars that have got all this variation do you find that there might be a little snobbery against trying some of your other stuff or that people maybe don't even realize that you've got uh, other more um you know more premium expressions as well yeah it happens i think i think because of our size you know we're taken for granted a little bit and that's um what this whole line is about and every single bar i call on every person i've tasted these on is really excited about them so. it's like you talked about with your macanudo that you did right, in right. the review so, it's easy to sleep on that because mm -hmm. you think it's you know what yeah, all macanudos are yeah. every shop has them and yet here is a real gem that you gave what did you give the uh, uh six you yeah. gave a six to six that. and a twelve dollar cigar yeah that's that's a pretty big deal you know that's, that's i will something be buying you more really of those. enjoyed so that's a thing yeah you know? and so I, I guess the message here is don't sleep on these other expressions if you're some Someone who maybe generally, uh, you know, goes for something a little more nuanced, a little more, um, uh, a little more interesting. There's some very interesting things happening here, and I think you poured us another one. What is this? I, one? I have I to tell you, like, if you could make a cologne that just smelled like this, yeah. <laughs> I would be very popular with the police, I think. But, <laughs> yeah, you, probably, um, you probably would. It might get you into some trouble. Yeah. But smells great, though. smells oh, amazing. It is wonderful, it's so isn't good. it? There's it's, so it's, much going um, on here. It's uh, a little floral. It's a yes. little, little honey. It's a little, a little caramel. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's in your glass right now is the next extension of the bonded line. This is Jack Daniel's triple mash. We found out that we have created the first blended bonded whiskey. Oh. So it's called triple mash because we've blended three different mash bills into this bottle. So obviously, you the last one we tried was the same mash bill as old number seven. Right. What are the mash bills in this one? This bottle is about 60% of our rye mash bill, which mm -hmm. is a 70% rye. Okay, so that's why I'm getting the spiciness. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's about 20% of what we just tasted in that bonded bottle. Okay. And that last 20% 
an extra secret, something that we've been producing for a long time that mm. we never told anyone about until now is spice. American Single Malt. Ah, yeah. Nice. So uh, this, uh, uh, I was not expecting at all what happens when you take a sip of this. The first <laughs> sip of this is round and sweet and buttery. And then you and then the rye and comes you swallow in. and then you get this rye spice like yep. on the middle to the back of the mm -hmm. palate, and that rye spice is still lingering on my tongue right now. It's, <clears throat> it's that's pretty special, and it still has that little charcoal snap at the end. This very signature. It, it really right. does. So this is very interesting, and it's a blended whiskey, which I think to me that is almost more interesting than the the single malt uh, because the blended whiskeys is like it's about going for this flavor, going for this particular combination and balancing that out to get it just right. I think that's amazing. This is uh, what retail-wise? What does this cost? 35-ish, Mark. That's amazing. This, I'm 35 gonna, to 40, be, depending on, on where. On wow. As a $35 yeah. whiskey, that's amazing. Like This yeah. one's so interesting to me. Like The complexity mm -hmm. of it shines through. And the, the honey, it's like the, like I said honey earlier, but it's fresher than honey. It's like and there's a floral note to it as well that like it's more like the bees in the in the in the in for, the meadow for, than the for honey it itself. To be this rounded and balanced yeah. and still have that complexity kind of under the surface is what makes it so interesting because we've had all these we've had all these wonderful you know really high proof whiskeys that we've sampled on the show they've got all this complexity but they're not quite this drinkable this to me is like much easier because of the honey and the sort of round flavors that we we're talking about it's just much easier to drink and not that those others aren't interesting they're very interesting but this is pretty interesting too and especially at that price this one has a little bit uh bigger mouth feel to it as well although mm -hmm. it leaves almost nothing on the side of the glass it's not what i'd call particularly oily or anything but it has a little bit bigger mouth feel than the last i one. think my glass may have some sort of a problem because i don't seem to have as much left it has it has that. evaporative <laughs> properties yeah, there's a hole be, in the bottom maybe something <laughs> wrong definitely in the top uh all right we have to take a break and we also have to say uh, goodbye to our one hour people if you are at one of our affiliate stations uh that is only bringing you one hour of the show we thank them for doing that but we invite you to check out the rest the show on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. You can find us anywhere there. Just look for Smoking and Toasting because we got another good hour coming up for show number 342. We'll be right back. back my friends nice to have you on smoking and toasting our show is craft beer fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars that was spectacularly good uh sound effect there Ian. It's a, you know I, i'm getting good at this you know and um we <laughs> sacrifice a beer can every time we do that sound right. effect we do not cheat on those sound right. effects. that's right we do not cheat on the we sound effects we don't bring you recorded sound effects we want them to be real that's right and that was a very real uh, sound effect. Uh, so while you're pouring, let me tell you about some cigars to watch for. Uh, if you're a fan of buying Fuente Fuente Opus X cigars, but you like to age them for a few years before smoking, then you're more patient than I am. Uh, but now <laughs> you don't have to wait quite so long now because Prometheus International Incorporated will be releasing multiple sets of rare and aged Fuente Fuente Opus X cigars throughout the remainder of this year. The first one to ship is Opus 6. It's scheduled to arrive by the end of this month. It retails for $350, and it's a six-count sampler. comes in blue, yellow, red, black, and Macassar Ebony. 
Uh, production is limited to just 400 of each color or 2,000 sets total. Secondary bands on the cigars indicate the year that they were rolled. And each set will contain one of the following cigars, the Fuente Fuente Opus X Love Affair, the Opus X Magnum O, the Opus X Tiger Shark, the Fuente Fuente Taros the Bull, the Don Arturo Grand Anniversario Churchill, or the Fuente Fuente Opus X Lancero. And each, uh, uh, each will contain a copy of the Fuente story, Passion Behind the Tradition and Legacy, a biography of Carlos Fuente Sr. Uh, so there's all these other sets coming out, and for the first time in the brand's history, Opus X, The Lost City, will come in the A Vitola, which is that really big mm. uh, cigar, nice. and it'll be called Carlitos A. Uh, the massive cigar will be in a 10-count box set retailing at $779, which comes out to $77.90 per cigar. So uh, you know that uh, you know the list that you keep <laughs> that's like things to buy my co-host for Christmas? Yes. Put those on there. You want me to go ahead and add that? Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it was five years ago that Warped released its limited run of Moon Garden cigars, and Warped brand owner Kyle Gellis is deciding to bring them back this summer, only this time in a larger size. Originally, they were just in a Lancero, and this year's Moon Garden Especial is a Toro. That's five and five eighths by 52 ring gauge, Corojo 99 wrapper, all Nicaraguan blend, uh, and some stronger tobaccos than the uh, last time. They Can added I tell more you something about Warped as a tempo. company? Yes, sir. They freaking rock. You man. like their I love cigars, all their don't cigars. you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Moon Garden's made in Nicaragua by Aganor Salif, which you're also a fan of. So uh, I'm not surprised that you uh, yeah. uh, that you like these guys. And it consists of tobacco all grown by Aganor Salif. So uh, there's that. Only a thousand boxes are being produced. These will be twenty count boxes. Uh, the cigars will be uh, sixteen dollars a piece. So these are not inexpensive cigars mm -hmm. at all. Uh, and let me tell you about this last one. The first of three cigars celebrating the twentieth anniversary of my father's Don. Pepin Garcia has arrived in stores. Of the trio, the cigar arriving on shelves now is the one that doesn't come in the, in a humidor packaging. Uh, it's the Don Pepin Garcia 20th Anniversary Limited Edition, a 65 by 52 Toro that uses a Nicaraguan Habano 2000 wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers from Nicaragua. The cigars were rolled at my father in Esteli, Nicaragua. Uh, the MSRP is set at $40 per cigar. Seems like all Ooh. of these cigars we've been telling you about, these new things that are coming, these pricey. are all extremely pricey. High As premium, everybody's yeah. working the super high premium end of the scale, even Rocky Patel, we talked about this last week, is releasing his first one hundred dollar cigar. Man. It's like so. I'm I'm just wondering, like, it's real difficult for me to justify a one hundred dollar right. cigar unless you buy it for me. Right. Okay. So so outside of outside of somebody giving you one, can you think what are the what are the circumstances that would lead you to go? You know what? I'm going to buy and smoke this $100 cigar. You found a $100 uh, bill as you walked into the cigar that. shop. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was about to say, maybe you're in Vegas, right? And you just, like, uh, you know, walked away from the craps table with a whole bunch of money in your pocket you didn't think yeah. you were going to have. And it's like, rather than go back to the table yeah. and lose this, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a yeah. $100 cigar. I'm going cigar. to burn it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up yeah. burn it. You're going to lose it either way. Away exactly. from me. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons I decided to start collecting uh, cigars, because I used to collect all kinds of things, you know, books and DVDs and, and you know, uh, s statue things and whatever. Then you had to move? 
Yes. You have, every time you move, you have to box those up and take them with you. Yeah. Cigars, guess what? You burn them. They go yeah, away. Yeah. It's a great That's thing right. to collect. I it's, love it's it. It's a revolving collection. I absolutely love it. Uh, so anyway, that's that's interesting. I, I, I find all of this you know, fascinating and interesting about all of these super premium releases. But I wonder, I guess their thought is... If they sell one of them, that's like selling a dozen of their cheaper price cigars. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. I mean, the question is, is the tobacco so expensive as that? Is is the I, production of it so expensive no, as that? I, I, I don't think or it's that. Or are you creating a false premium on it? And, and think, that's not a bad thing. So don't misunderstand. Even though I say that you know, false yeah. premium, are you creating that exclusivity, mm-hmm. if you will? Is that well, a sure. nicer way of saying well, it? Well, sure. Well, think about it. With, people do it in spirits with all like the time. Spirit. Oh, yeah, sure, with spirit expressions. There's some of those you know, $200 plus spirits that probably did not cost the distillery the equivalent of what the retail markup is. It's marked up that way to make a statement about the implication of the quality yeah. of what that spirit is. Sure. And and it's, uh, it, I mean, it's just interesting. I remember uh, some things obviously are about cost. It costs more to age longer. So anything you get that's aged longer is going to be more expensive. But in, but in the case of some of these things that are, you know, I saw a tequila the other day that was like nine hundred dollars. It's like, okay, what about it is worth almost a thousand bucks? I love a good tequila, but really, a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe if we keep doing this show long enough, one day a thousand dollars to me will be like spending twenty. <laughs> We're going to have to do the show a very long time, my friend. That's all I have to say. A very long time. Uh, but, you know, uh, you, you see, like, you know, some of the rap stars buying the, you know, super expensive bottles in the clubs or bottle service and stuff. So I guess it does happen, you know? True, true. But there's also an image that, that I think a lot of those, uh, the rap stars and, mm-hmm. and, and people um, people in that public eye are trying to upkeep as well. Sure. So in some ways... Being that kind of outland. I mean, think about Flavor Flav and those Oakleys that used to go over the top of his right. head. <laughs> like you just you have not to be gonna outrageous. sell a whole bunch of those. Right, yeah. you have to be yeah. outrageous to just be outrageous. Yeah. You know, yeah. your your uh, you know uh, six thousand dollar <laughs> bottle of champagne. Basically, your entire your entire prospective uh, market is P Diddy. You know, that's right. Outside of that, nobody's <laughs> buying that. You know what I mean? Don't Sorry. forget Jay Z too. Yeah, well, I know. and by the way, I know his name's just Diddy now, but I I, I can't leave off the P. Is it's that what it is good. these days? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, he changed it several again. times. It, it's just Diddy now. Yeah. yeah okay. It's just Diddy now. Uh, but yeah, and hey, at least it's not as bad as Kanye. Now his name's just Ye. Pretty soon his name's going to be just Ye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. What sound does a Y make with no other uh, with no vowel? Ye. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right, let's get back to the heart of the program, shall we? And that's uh, tasting these amazing Jack Daniels expressions. So I got to say, you wowed us twice for under thirty-five dollars, and that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Fingers crossed. Yeah, do it again. Uh, so, I just did some research on this. I like when you do research. And first off, this smells fantastic. You can smell the ryness of it. It is, mm-hmm. um, and and that's R Y E, not not with a W. Um, but you can smell the ryness of it. You can smell the spice right off the yeah. bat. But on the uh, initial uh, palate. The spice is big on the nose. This has got such a bizarre um, experience going on. It's like a chocolate bomb with rye spice backing it up. Fascinating. It is absolutely. It, mm. And it's a buttery chocolate, too. It's a very interesting flavor going so, on. I just want to say, we've tried a lot of whiskeys on this program we're 
show number 342. This is the, it's it, not whiskey every week, but that's still a lot of whiskey. It's 15 in one show one. once. No, this, yeah, right. <laughs> this is the rye that's not available yet, but will be coming out? That's right. So this is the next in the Bonded series. Should be available around September. It's a Bonded rye. Call me when I need to stand outside the door. It yeah. should be around the same price point as the Bonded and Triple Master. Somewhere buy 30 to 40 range. The 30 to $40 range? Are you serious? Mm. This is... One of the craziest ryes I've ever tried. It really is. And I was just about to say, you know, we've tried so many whiskeys on this show. So many in, in all kinds of price ranges. I got to say, this is as complex as anything I remember trying in a long time. This is mm. a chocolatey rye. I, mm -hmm. I can't get over that chocolatiness of it. And how well it works. You would think that chocolate and spice don't necessarily Work together, but in this mm -hmm. case, they absolutely. You know what goes oddly do. well with a rye is an IPA. Is an IPA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. And there's something about the spiciness and the hoppiness that work really well together. And so this IPA that we're trying today, I have not tried this. This is mm. from Grim Artisanal Ales in Brooklyn, New York, and it is the Dihedral Synchrohalix Actuation Door. Show, uh, it's a double IPA. <laughs> show, show that can so you see what I'm talking about. I love about. the can. Yeah, yeah, the can is fantastic. Yeah, so it's like one of those cars with the gull wing uh, doors on it. And oh. it's really art artistically rendered there, too. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a interesting going back profile. to the future. It's, yeah, very futuristic. Wow. Um, I, I love how this works with the rye. So, yeah, I'm not sure that I'm tasting the beer by itself right now, but mm. it goes so well with yeah. the rye. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's like, it really does. <laughs> mm. No kidding. It's really quite I'm good. I'm sticking to the beer a little bit. This is fantastic uh, mm -hmm. IPA, by the way. I didn't know how this one was going to go, because sometimes when you get into these double IPAs from some of these uh, specialty breweries, you know, they're using very bizarre hops, there, which I love the experimentation. There's a brewery with all just, the latest tech. Um, Theolized yeast, phantasm, and advanced hop products mm -hmm. accelerate. It says, "Keep cold, drink now." Was Coming in, phantasm a, an ingredient? I, yeah. <laughs> they I just had know. the movie on repeat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, what is actually happening in that movie anyway? Like, does anyone actually understand that movie? <laughs> no, we don't know. Uh, and, and I mean, that's like Aliens Prometheus. Like, no one knows what the heck's going on uh, at any point in the, time. That's totally true. You try. You're trying to put it together right you've seen the other yeah. movies you're yeah. trying to link it and your brain's just not making like, the what connection is happening? Yeah, somehow. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what that is um, uh this is uh this is quite this this rye is incredible mm -hmm. the ipa the is, IPA quite is good. really good this is double india pale ale and it is and to you gotta understand lauren i'm an ipa lover ian extremely picky when it comes to ipas there'll be ipas we have on the show that i absolutely love that he's like eh not my Did thing. you go back to this? <laughs> Not yet. This becomes this is a delicious. One. This becomes a chocolate mousse mm -hmm. with rye spice at the end. Oh, it's creamy. It's even creamier after chocolate. the IPA, isn't it? It's nice. It's, it's so nice. nice. Very like, nice. These guys should just these, meet. These, they should meet each other. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look, There's your boiler maker. You look right. like that's it. That's you your look boiler like, maker. They form like Voltron. You look like the little kid that's rubbing Barbie and Ken together. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> now kiss. <laughs> that's totally. Yeah. That's totally. Are you gonna have to watch the video for that? One? <laughs> GI Joe and Barbie. You know, it's like it, it was bound to happen. That's they that's, kissed and made a delicious baby. That's gonna be the sequel to the next Barbie movie, by the way. You know that is uh, Barbie meets GI Joe. Barbie meets GI Joe. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and the first frame will be just Ken standing there with a really mad plastic look on his face. <laughs> plastic look on his face. G.I. <laughs> Joe stole my girl. Uh, oh, if only I had genitalia. Uh, okay, so we will... Uh, <laughs> is it break time or am I early? Uh, no, we still... Yeah, just about. Just yeah, about. Yeah, we've got okay. one minute. Well, we do have a little, uh, uh, a little drinking news to bring you. And uh, I really want to talk to you about these... Uh, uh, World Beer Cup winner. So let me see if I can pull that list up. We'll talk about it next. And more. How many more expressions uh, do we have to taste today? Two. Two. All right. Wow. Perfect. We have yes. two of those. We have another uh, beer, and it's a big one. It's the St. Arnold Divine Reserve 17. All coming up. So very excited about all of that. The show's not over. Not by a long shot. Drinking News is coming up. It's Smoking and Toasting. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Lauren Dacey is our guest. She is the brand ambassador for Jack Daniels. Lauren, I'm sure, or I would be willing to bet at least, that uh, Jack Daniels has shelf space in probably every liquor store in the United States. It's a good bet. Uh, I'd take that bet. So I, I get that that happens. Do you have to fight it all, though, to get shelf space for some of these other expressions that aren't your uh, your main uh, old number seven brand? No, I don't think so. I think especially in the retail market, people are so excited. Collectors are so excited to try right, whatever right. new is coming. So uh, usually the opposite, especially this next one we're going to taste is a special release. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that retail, of course, eats up right away. People are, are collectors. They're excited Ooh. to have it. Ooh. It goes quick. Look you at see the a color bottle, pick this. it up. Yeah, this is like a mm-hmm. deep, rich, uh, almost like, uh, I start to say orange, but, but it's, it's an not amber that bright. With a little it's an red. amber with a little mm-hmm. red, yeah. Uh, Ian, have you already ha- uh, nosed this? I have not. I have not, actually. I'm interested to see what you mm-hmm. think once you take your first uh, oh. sniff. Oh, there's a little tobacco there kind is. of nose to it. It, it. it immediately made me think of uh, Cigar Malt, the Delmore Cigar Malt. Yeah. You know? It's a little tobacco-y nose. It's got that sort of nose to it. Um, There's a little, there's a sweet something in there. This, this, um, this does not have any of the floral that uh, the previous one had. The previous two had actually. Yes, yeah. This one's a little Mm. bit older. Okay, Uh, this twice barreled rye. This this has a woody note. This has a this has like a, but not your normal like um, oak barrel. Like almost a. Like uh, like 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 uh, like a campfire the morning after, you know what I mean? Yes. Like uh, like when you smell the the, the char, and, well, and the and the fire that's been out for a couple hours. Yeah, you're you're spot on. What we do with this one, it comes out of uh, that original barrel, and we put it into what we call a heritage barrel. So instead of a high char, easy toast, it's a high toast, low char barrel. Interesting. So you're getting a lot wow, of that campfire. Sweetness from so you know, inside the wood. So you know what this makes me want to say is that in my library are many leather-bound books. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? And my desk smells of rich mahogany. mahogany. Rich mahogany. Did, I, did I get that right? I think I, yeah, think I, yeah. think I misquoted so the second this part. This is funny because uh, the rye part of this is a little hidden at first. It, this comes across... Way complex, like almost like a. <laughs> You're right. Well, I mean, the, like the spice of the rye is there, but it is not the defining characteristic it, of this. It's uh, definitely there in the retrohale. Like, like mm-hmm. you take a sip and then you breathe gently out of your nose, you're gonna get that rye immediately. Uh, the oak flavor is such a rich wood right up front. Like I said, the campfire and, the, and everything else. The oak flavor doesn't actually have that oak stringency until after you've 
swallowed and right. then and then rest a little bit. Hundred percent. Yes. It it's comes so back. interesting. It's so complex. This but it's is also as complex as it is, and as much as you get that oak astringency late, it doesn't really have a whiskey hug. It's not coming back with a lot of heat. The whiskey hug is way late and gentle. Yeah, mm-hmm. very gentle. Yeah, it's gentle. And it yeah. is uh, one hundred proof. So. It is 100 proof. And it's a little nice. lower proof. Nice and, and gentle. Twice, so it's a twice-barreled special release Tennessee rye. This tastes like I'm drinking an expensive whiskey. Am I? You are drinking a whiskey that, if you find it firsthand retail, is probably going to be around $80. No kidding. Mm. $70 no kidding. Wow. And when you say when you oh. when you find it, if you find it, is this difficult to find? It can be. It can I, be. I, I put a couple of drops of water in this, and it mm-hmm. smells like straight-up campfire. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. wow. Like straight up campfire. But it gets a little sweeter actually. Well, this tastes like you're doing something special. That's what I that's what I really wanted sweeter to Sweeter and rounder even. That's what I really wanted to underscore with this is that it tastes like you are drinking something that is a special occasion uh special occasion spirit. And I I love that. And if you can do that for under $100, that's that's saying something. It's a good deal. I'll give that a nose. Oh yeah, it gets a little bit more cinnamon too on yes, the end. Yes, totally, totally adds to the cinnamon. Wow, that's amazing. Drinking news is next, so I'm glad we've been imbibing, <laughs> smoking and toasting. Welcome back at smoking and toasting. Crappier, fine spirits, hand rolled cigars. I'm glad you're playing along because the later when the guitar comes in on this song, I feel like the guitar's a little sharp. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not, you know, it's not quite, you know. Yeah, yeah, the guitar player is real sharp. Yeah, okay, so I've heard. <laughs> uh, welcome back to our show. It's episode number 342. Our guest is Lauren Dacey. She is the uh, Jack Daniels brand ambassador. Thank you so much for joining us. This is your first time on the show. It is, yeah. So, yeah, so, so we're, uh, we're so glad to have you, and we hope you'll come back. One of the things that we kind of take a little bit of pride in is that most of our guests actually want to come back. So, yes, uh, <laughs> there's that. Usually by the time they're at the end of the show, they enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a that's a good thing to note. So, uh, so Lauren is with Jack Daniels. We've tasted some amazing Jack Daniels expressions. We have one left to go, which we'll be getting to in a few moments. But first, it's time for what is you know questionably the most popular feature, the most popular portion of the program. It's a little thing we like to call drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news. Drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Well, as we go about the process of sifting through news stories for just the right ones to bring you here on Drinking News, we see constant reports of criminals getting caught because of things they didn't know. They didn't know the person they were soliciting for prostitution was an undercover officer. (laughs) They didn't know. I suppose there's that, right? (laughs) They didn't know they were selling drugs to an FBI informant. (laughs) They had no idea the house they had chosen to break into and burglarize belonged to an off-duty cop who was there at the time. 
But in order to win the prize of being featured on this week's Drinking News, your stupidity and or drunkenness, and I'm going to go with and in this case, has got to be able to top all of those. Can we do that? Yes. Well, let's see. <laughs> but in order to, we have to take a little Challenge trip. accepted. <laughs> we have to take a little trip, and I'll bet you know where. Oh, where are we going with this? That's right. It's the story of a drunken Florida man. Florida man. A Florida man who began his evening of criminality by jumping the fence of the south parking lot of the Naples Police Department. Oh, well, <laughs> wow. Okay. And in this case, he did know about the cops. The building was clearly marked police. And when he got over the fence, he immediately hid by ducking inside an unlocked patrol cruiser. He sat in the <laughs> Tell me he got in the man. back. He sat in the cop car, which was clearly a cop car. You, you know for you a few can't, minutes. You can't open the back doors from the uh, inside, right? That's right. Yeah, you have to open them from the outside. I do know this. Please don't ask how I know this. <laughs> so he sat in the cop car, which was clearly a cop car, for a few minutes until he saw people come outside. And then the Florida man, 36-year-old <laughs> Joseph Moulton. Joseph <laughs> Moulton. He then hid in the bushes and waited to take action once the coast was clear. Once it was, according to the police report. Moulton decided to use the nozzle of a water hose and shoved it up underneath the west door before turning the water on, causing at least an inch of flood damage to that portion of the police station. Moulton then explored his way to the men's locker room and made himself at home by taking a shower and helping himself to some clothing. Oh. <laughs> the Florida man then Police took... Police officer clothing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going... I'm just doing what I can here. Okay? I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the compliment. You're I really do. In there. The uh, Florida man then took a uniform shirt, pants, cap, and a bulletproof, bulletproof vest worth $900. The police report also... Dis- well, I mean, if you're going to steal someone's clothes... That's probably a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this case, yeah. depending on like, where There's you a are. little foresight going on there. Is the, this Grand Theft Auto? It uh, <laughs> <laughs> does sound very much like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Except he didn't crash into four cars on his way into yeah, exactly. the police station. So, uh, the police report also describes that he dumped a police radio in the toilet and, worst of all, <laughs> defecated on the women's bathroom floor. Defecated on the floor. Radio okay, in the I'm toilet. Defecation on the floor. <laughs> Seriously. Surrounded by toilets. Seriously, though. What is the deal with Florida criminals pooping on the floor of the crime scene? We had this last week. That's right. <laughs> is this some sort of weird Florida fetish? Uh, I mean, it's I'm a pretty, calling card. I'm pretty open-minded, but you've got to draw the line somewhere, right? I'm yeah. just saying. In Home Alone, they used to leave the water on for yeah. the wet bandits. This uh, is what... <laughs> I suppose. So you'd probably guess that Naples police discovered the crime and wasted no time in locking the Florida man up, right? Uh, no. Moulton wasn't discovered by the police. He was discovered and reported by a clerk at 7-Eleven. Uh, what? How the, was he discovered by a clerk of 7-Eleven? The employee called police after finding Moulton suspicious and believing him to be under the influence when he came into the 7-Eleven store. Oh, dressed <laughs> like a policeman. <laughs> Got it. Okay, now I'm put it together. <laughs> Naples police were able to locate Moulton and arrest him. During his interview, he admitted to being drunk and not recalling what he did. Oh. <laughs> Moulton is being charged with grand theft. 
uh, and two counts of burglary. Uh, uh, one moral of the story. Wow. If you're drinking, stay as far away from police stations as you possibly can. <laughs> I mean, this should go without saying, but I'm saying it anyway. Stay away from police stations, government buildings, and your ex-wife's house. <laughs> you will thank me one day for this advice. Common sense. <laughs> But the other moral to the story, if you're going to break in, try somewhere besides the police department. Most people work to try to stay out of the police station. Actually breaking in. Indicates, that was his thought. No one's going to suspect that. It, it indicates you may have some serious psychological issues, and society most likely needs to step in before you decide to breed. In the case of our Florida man, he was most definitely allowed to return to the scene of his crime except this time he wasn't allowed to leave until he posted bail <laughs> did he did he you know go on the floor of his cell uh, not that i'm aware of but you know this story is still developing yet we'll keep we'll keep an eye on this from our eyewitness news team <laughs> <laughs> reporting live from 7-eleven where i'm a little nervous because I got an unpaid traffic ticket, and the clerk at the register is giving me the evil eye. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. All right, well, thanks for your participation in the ritual that we call drinking news. Love it. By the way, these stories are from legitimate news sources in... in in you know the sense that there are legitimate news sources, but but I'm just saying they're not from parody sites or the Onion or just some random TikTok video. These are uh, things Real. that have been actually reported by news stations and news uh, outlets and newspapers. So. Real police reports. Yeah, yeah. police just reports exactly. Google Florida man every Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's and their websites just 100% dedicated to Florida. And man. you'll have a good idea what we're going to be talking about the next week because it's all. I I would say what. 80% of the stories oh, are from oh, Florida. Oh, yeah, at yeah. least. Right. Do you yeah. think that Walt would have said, yeah, Florida's a great place for Disney if he would have known what was going to become of Florida and the Florida yeah. man? I mean, like, like places like Anchorage just don't have as much interesting news, right? You know, we're, you know we're, we're, famous... never, we're never going like, Anchorage, <laughs> man. Like, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't flow in the way, you know. Can you imagine? Man, it doesn't work, you know? Yeah, it doesn't. You're right. Florida, Florida's where it's at. Can it's you, almost like that Diddy was written for the Florida man. Can you yeah. imagine that famous statue of Walt Disney reaching out with Mickey Mouse on oh, one yeah, side? Oh, yeah. If on Mickey's the other hand. side was yeah. Florida, Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> Just, Just a drunken there. Florida man. Can Bottle stand up. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for an update. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, our show is called Smoking and Toasting. We come to you every week on uh, whatever radio station you're listening to. Or you can find us on... Uh, YouTube, and you can find us at uh, Facebook, and we're on all the podcast sites. If you want to, uh, I enjoy listening to our show while I'm on the treadmill because I've been trying to do more time on the treadmill lately, yeah, trying yeah. to trying to get back, you know, get back into the groove. I bet your downstairs bit. neighbors love that. Oh uh, well, <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, there's a treadmill in my building. Oh, I gotcha. Go use it the gym, yeah. So yeah. I'm just in your living room going yeah. stomp, stomp, yeah. stomp, stomp. <laughs> Uh, but as Ian likes to point out, our show is also good for putting on in the background while you're, you know, yeah, having put it on, romantic create time. the mood, turn the lights down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, always good. It when, works for me and my when, wife. When drinking news comes up, it's like the, uh, you know, it's like the uh, listen to the dulcet tones of my voice. That's right. 
It's the way you should always Thanks, go. Thanks, Chef. <laughs> I miss Chef. Remember, remember Isaac Hayes got uh, pissed off yes, because, uh, he did. because they made Scientology jokes or something and yes. he left the show? He left, I yes. miss Chef. Wow. Yes. Chef was my Chef favorite. Was, yeah. Ooh, children. I'm going to lay you down by the fire. I have to tell you, <laughs> so I have to tell, tell you a quick story. I was in New York a number of years ago for some kind of like thing where I'd, uh, I was in radio at the time and I'd come in to see some artist. And I was staying at a hotel. And I was living in Boston at the time. And when I, uh, when I got up, because I was flying out the next morning, I got up the next morning and it was starting to snow. Or, or they were saying it was about to start snowing. And I was like, oh, man, I got, got to get to the airport. I don't want to get snowed in. I want to get back to Boston. So I real quick get everything ready. I go down. I check out of the theater. I come out. I grab uh, a cab. I get in the cab and I'm like, I need to go to the airport. So the cabbie's driving me away, and right as we pull out from the airport, the snow starts just swirling around us, right? It's like one of uh. those like movie moments almost, you know? And and he's got the, the radio on, and at that time, I think it was WBLS in New York, but Isaac Hayes was the morning guy. Oh. And the song ends, and, and I hear Isaac Hayes, I hear Chef on the radio <laughs> as I'm dri- riding away from the hotel going, it's coming down, children. And that was, you know, it, was like, it was like the coolest New York moment I ever had. It was so awesome. I just wish I could have been like recording with video or something yes. at the time. It would have been so cool. That's so, awesome. But that's a true story. That's so. awesome. Uh, okay, we are way off track here. Right, you so know what I love? What do you love? Whiskey. Okay, are you drinking whiskey? Yes. All right. So yes. maybe um, Lauren should tell us what we're drinking here. Dude, okay, you're gonna love this. Mm, I haven't tasted mm. it yet. You're so, gonna like it. Ooh, ooh, so yeah. first off, this is so different from everything else we've tried. Mm, mm. The uh, the finish on this is so different. The right up front is wow. sweet, floral. You can get uh, the uh, the the tequila ish. Mm-hmm. All right. So you mentioned tequila. This kind of notes. Tell, tell us about this that that we're uh, drinking now. So what I've brought you is a very special bottle. You cannot buy it anywhere except for at the distillery and a few select mm. retailers in Tennessee. Okay. Uh, but they sent me a bottle, which is cool. I wanted to bring it to y'all. This is from the Jack Daniels Distillery Series. This is number 11. Uh, every once in a while, we'll have one of our master tasters champion a project and release it in these 375 mil flask bottles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just something for fun. Uh, this is a straight Tennessee whiskey. So old number seven mash bill, of course, but it's finished in Añejo tequila barrels at the end. I like that Jack Daniels is so big, they're just doing stuff for fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for fun. <laughs> you know, it, it's, a very, it's a very good point, but I got to tell you, you know, as, a, as a, an Añejo tequila lover, this just, like, speaks to me right here. This is, like, wh- what do I have to do? What petition do I have to sign? <laughs> what movement do I have to start we need this to on the get shelf. this to be a regular release on the shelf? Is there, any, is there any way that could if happen? If only we knew somebody who worked for this. I don't know. know. I'll put in a word for you. <laughs> so Danny Lamb, one of our master tasters, championed this project. Uh, this is spectacular. Really yeah. wonderful. I think... A lot of times you put whiskey into a tequila barrel, it can go all kinds of ways, and this, to me, just nailed it. Terry, will you research what a plane ticket to Lynchburg costs? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so this this is really amazing. And now, can you tell me, if I'm at the distillery and I buy uh, uh, this size bottle of 350 what does this cost? 
So these come at slight premium. They're uh, around like thirty-five to forty-five dollars for this three seven five. But still, and I know that's it's a limited not as, release. Yeah. So. That's, that's, that's rare and limited. Yeah. It's yes. really amazing. It's really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. This is my. Uh, I've much. loved everything we've tasted today, but this is far and away my favorite. This I'm is not really sure about it. I may need some more to be able to tell <laughs> oh, <well>. for sure. <laughs> this bottle might be empty in a few minutes. I think we know someone. It, it, has, it, it has distinctive evaporative qualities. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've noticed that. Yeah, this one. This one seems to have evaporated quicker. Pretty than, quick. Uh, than we've tried today. In and out of the glass immediately. In and out. Of the no, seriously. The whole idea of you know, because you you get a number of other spirits that get uh, that get matured in whiskey barrels, but the idea of taking it the other way is a really cool one, and taking uh, a whiskey like this and uh, allowing it to age in uh, Añejo tequila barrels. And I just love I just love the way this wound up tasting. This is just absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, I think it brings out all those bright notes on when old number seven. Are, when are we going to be able to it. just like order stuff on the internet? You know what Wouldn't I mean? Like, nice. like it's like I would totally go on. I would pay the price. I would totally order some of this. This yeah. is fabulous. Texas is fabulous. tough for that, but yeah. I know. Yeah, you've got I, my number. So TABC, you hearing me? We need this. This is important. <laughs> this is, think this about is this. Christmas is coming. Make us Look happy. Look at all the taxes you will make on this. Oh, I oh. know. It would be amazing. All right, I'm going to pour some. Uh, you got to hit this. them in the money, right? You got to be like, this is. You will be able to tax this. We'll be back to close out the show, and we still have to taste our divine reserve uh, number seventeen. So we'll uh, have a busy segment when we come back. It's smoking to toast. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting, show number 342. If you are watching the show via video, you will see that I am smiling. <laughs> and I am smiling because this is, honestly, it's one of my favorite whiskeys I've ever tasted. Uh, what this whiskey? I don't have any. Absolutely. Oh, well, we might need to take care <laughs> of you there. Because, uh, Actually, so, I'm going to try this one again. So, oh, Help this yourself. is very interesting. So, Ian, does this mean that out of what we've tasted, that that one is your favorite, which is I, I'm the trying third decide, of the four that we taste. I'm trying to decide the if... Fourth of the five that we fa- Now, tasted. this is the rye that's going to be coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Not available. I'm trying to decide if I like this or the next rye. Or, yeah, that, well... Even I, better. I can tell you, I liked that next rye, but this distillery series, uh, which is available apparently only in Tennessee... Uh, oh, so good. And I've, I've just asked Terry to see if he can check out uh, flights for me uh, to Lynchburg because <laughs> I need this in my collection. This is amazing. I, I just love this so much. It's got such a wonderful uh, just uh, complexity quality to it. And it just, it, it's like, it reminds me of my favorite tequilas. And, and I've admitted on the show before, tequila is actually my favorite spirit. But this is my favorite whiskey. It's this is amazing. Pretty fantastic. I love it. I absolutely. I do have love bad it. news for you though. Yeah. Did you know the Baltic Porter yet? No. Is it? Is it? It's a little bit soy sauce. A little my soy friend. sauce. Well, <laughs> did you, this happens. Yeah. It's a little soy saucy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna just uh, forego that one. It's a cooking beer. Well, let me tell you. Oh yeah, put your brats in it. Divine Seventeen was it's actually not as bad as it's, when it came out. It's not as bad as it smells, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes the problem is Divine Seventeen came out in probably what 2016. Yeah, probably or I mean, 15. It's a long time ago. And so this has been probably passes premium by a year or two. And Jill left me two Divine Reserves when uh, 
when we were done with the anniversary show. We had the first one already. We had it about a month ago. It's still drinkable. And it's it was just not amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. And I, I'm going to guarantee you this was amazing when it was first released. Oh, I remember when it was, it was first amazing. released. I bought many of these and drank many of these, mm-hmm. yes. So, yeah, Baltic Porter, yeah, a little, little tough. Also 15, aged them. I, I drank through. I had a bunch of the Divine Reserves. And a bunch of the Bishop's Barrel, and I drank through most of them by 2021 because they were starting to get enough age on them that, you know, you you, only, you can only go so far before right. they turn south. Yeah, you know? exactly. So you have to exactly. find that premium, you know. Well, I just want to say that my in my sorrow over that not being uh, primo, I am drowning my sorrow in the... Uh, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, in that uh, the distillers, what is this called? Distillery, distillery series. series, your new favorite oh whiskey. It is, my, it is. This is. This is it. This is my favorite whiskey. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I like. I would take this over, you know, like the Balvenie Thirty that we had at the uh, whiskey sniff. Wow. I would choose this, and just because of what this flavor profile is and how it hits my palate. This is my favorite ever. That's that's pretty big, man. Yeah, I, I'm not saying the Balvenie 30 wasn't amazing, because it was. I will tell you, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm I'm drinking this uh, rye, this hundred proof rye that's going to be coming. And this is the one that's about out. to come out. Like this isn't even and this, expensive. Yeah, mm, it's coming. This might be my favorite of the batch. It's really good. This has all been. I got to tell you. Uh, Lord, this I'm gonna try that been, I'm gonna drink this and try that. It's also uh, good. Even the bonded. I'm serious. I'm gonna go out and get one of those bonded, which is the yeah. first one. Yeah, we the tried. first one we tried. Yeah, I'm gonna go get yeah. one of those this week. Well, as we like to say, smoking and toasting directly influencing sales, because Terry's gonna head for <laughs> that's a right. Of the bonded. We sold at least a couple of bottles. That's here right. Today. Yeah, that's exactly. That's right. So, uh, so we like to do that. No, this has been uh, this has been really educational for me, and I just want to point out to those who, um, again. Sometimes the people on our show can be a little more, I don't know, whiskey snobs or or, or cigar snobs or whatever. Um, we understand that. That's kind of the nature of what we do. We have a tendency to lean towards the more uh, the more premium type of things. But if your impression of Jack Daniels is just old number seven and that doesn't do it for you, you cannot mm. allow that to stop you from investigating these expressions. Because i got to tell so you, this is fantastic. Am- Every one of these expressions. They're amazing. Yes. And yeah. if you like Old Number 7, if that's if that's part of your you know repertoire, then take the next step up and try this because you're going I'm to be impressed. So I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, this this uh, the the one the third one we had, the um, Bonded Rye, bonded rye that's, that's about to come out, is so good. And I just, like, back-to-back poured uh, the twice-barreled Special release Tennessee Rye, also so good. I, that's a tough one, man. There's, I can't believe, and there's a large, there's the, like this one's almost double the price of the Bonnet Rye. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd call it diminished returns. This one definitely has a lot more complexity to it, and and price point I don't think is outside the range of how good it is. But bang for the buck, man, this Bonnet Rye is like probably one of the best ryes I've had. Well, it's I think- a, these have all been absolutely exceptional. And, Lauren, we just want to thank you for bringing them on the show and being a rep for yeah. Jack Daniels today. Thank this you has so been, much. This has been amazing. Uh, I am going to be out of pocket because I'm going to be headed to Tennessee. And uh, so um, I will uh, I will uh, see you guys all when I get back. Ian, where, what are we doing next week? Well, apparently next week we're going to have uh, someone else on the show because you're going to be in Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> I'll try no, to be next back. Week, I'll try to be back uh, if, if I'm not If I'm not mistaken, next week we are going to be on location. 
And we're going to be in uh, Kima, Texas at Vinyl Draft. We're looking forward to that. That's going to be good. And I with Trenton, uh, Trenton Smith from Oliva will be there. Our good friend. We're looking and, forward to it. And Doug that owns Vinyl Draft will be there. It's going to be amazing. Lauren, thank you for being here today. Thank you. We really Cheers. appreciate it. You're invited I, to that, by the way. Until next week. I'm in. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Sweet little